Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of another Dolphins Podcast. We are marching through our first victory week that really doesn't have the same ring as a victory Monday or even a victory Tuesday. But we felt it was important to come out here and have an AFC East stonk watch. We spent the entire offseason hearing about how the AFC East is the powerhouse. This division could have three teams in the playoffs. But Josh, last week when the predictions came out, a lot of people were saying their playoff predictions. The Dolphins were that first team out. In the AFC East, everyone was saying that the Dolphins might be that team that needs another year. Suddenly, man, last night, Monday Night Football, not only does Aaron Rodgers tear his Achilles 75 seconds into the game, but the Jets pull off a 22 to 16 win with Josh Allen turning the ball over four times. Josh, choose your adventure, man. We got we got two uh, two pretty crazy quarterbacks to talk about right now. Yeah, man. I mean, it's completely wild the way these this thing's playing out. And I mean, for as much as we despise the AFCs, right? That we're rivals with them. You never want to see this happen. I mean, my heart truly breaks that Aaron Rodgers got hurt because I think that we could have, you know, taken them on with him healthy. So um, you hate to see it, especially for as hyped as, you know, Jets fans were. But um, this is football, right? I mean, we've seen it with teams before. I mean, we've been part of that in the, in the past. So um, definitely sucks that Aaron Rodgers is out, but um, they still ended up winning, right? I mean, and you mentioned Josh Allen, dude, four turnovers. Um, Look, turn into a pumpkin a little bit. Look like the guy that we used to all troll on Twitter. So um, it's a good week to be a Dolphins fan, obviously, with the Jets beating the Bills, but not a good week with the Aaron Rodgers injury. You want to see him recover, and who are they going to get next, right? I mean, they call up your boy Jay Cutler, maybe? I kind of thought Matt Ryan, I was going to put in a uh, claim for him in my Dynasty League, but then I thought I'd look really stupid if he isn't signed, and I just spent like three fab on Matt Ryan. Uh, maybe I can sign him in the CBS booth to get me a couple points. I'm not entirely sure about how that one goes. Let's start with the Jets here because we got we didn't get – every injury is tough, but the fact we saw 75 seconds of Aaron Rodgers, he threw one pass attempt. So we saw a lot of Zach Wilson. He threw the ball 21 times. The Jets were held scoreless in the first quarter, field goals in the second and third, but they came roaring back with 10 points in the fourth quarter, 
another six in overtime on a crazy kick return to seal the deal. Josh, this seems like the Jets team of last year, right? It was Joe Flacco and a dink and dunk offense. Do you feel it's going to be that same way, especially when you consider the fact this defense, I mean, no one can deny it. I mean, Rob Sala, a great defensive-minded head coach, he's got this defense buzzing. I think it's going to kind of look like that team last year where uh, Jets might not be an easy win, but they're very beatable when the quarterback is uh, Zach Wilson. Let's just put it like that, I guess. Yeah, it's a completely different story with Zach Wilson out there. But at the same time, I mean, we've seen it before in the league, right? A guy has someone comes in to kind of push them. And I want to see if Zach Wilson can build upon this. They're absolutely going to bring in a veteran guy. But like you mentioned, man, Rob Sala's defense is insane. And even that offense has some weapons. We saw Brees Hall come back. Everyone counted him out. And this dude um, rushed for what? It, it, it was a lot of yards. And he was 127 much- yards on 10 carries, 12 yards a run. And that's with the play where he got caught from behind after going 40 yards down the field as well. He looked bananas. Yeah, man. He looked bananas. Garrett Wilson's a stud. I think Alan Lazard got a touchdown, correct me if I'm wrong. And then again, they have that awesome defense. So we can't count them out, but they're a much different story with Aaron Rodgers. So um, we'll see what happens next there. But um, dude, it's been a it's been a hell of a road for the Jets fans. And um, again, you hate to see it, but being Dolphin fans, we've been there before as well. Yeah, it, I, I instantly thought of the Ryan Tannehill um, torn Achilles in the preseason or training camp. It, it's not the same. You know, the, the Jets invested so much money into Rodgers, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, Al Nazard had two receptions for 46 yards. He did, he did have the longest reception of the night, Josh. That might be what you're thinking of. So can you kind of cap this Jets team for me? What are we thinking? You know, we said it. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to be feisty. This is going to be a team that doesn't roll over. What would you cap their wins at? Would you say they're still a threat in the AFC East, or would you just kind of push them down? Actually, let me word it this way. Are they Patriot tier or higher? Yeah, I still think they're a tier higher than the Patriots, right? Do you disagree? I mean, I guess Zach Wilson versus Mac Jones. I guess Zach Wilson versus Mac Jones, that's kind of a toss-up, but I feel like their defense is just insane, and then those offensive weapons that I don't believe New England has outside of what? Reminder, Stevenson, and then a bunch of random yeah, Devontae Parker, a bunch of random wide receivers thrown together. So I'd say they're a tier above the Patriots, but I feel like at this point now you're looking at even the Bills and saying, you know, the, the Dolphins should win this thing. Oh, boy, Josh, you are diving right into it. Oh, man, I, I'm so queasy thinking about that. The fact, like, I had to name the last podcast the, the Tua MVP odds, man, just because it's how crazy, how quickly things change, and keep that in mind as we go forward. This is a blast to be week one. The Dolphins have a big win leading the FCs. Things change so quickly. I think that's why we're doing all these pods to soak it all in and have a good time here. Uh, Yeah, I think they're a step above New England still. Um, Maybe not in New England. Hearing that horn and Bill Belichick's defense is always, always very tough. But I think I'd agree with the detailed analysis of one game in the books. I'd say that the Jets, yeah, are still that step ahead of New England. Um, But I, I won't cut out Bill Belichick just yet. Josh, you teased it. My God, I wish I could think of a fun last name for Josh Allen about turning the ball over. Three interceptions, two of them were just flat out ugly YOLO balls. And then he he had probably the closest thing to a butt fumble we have seen since Mark Sanchez had the faithful night, what, 14 years ago at this point? What on earth is happening to Josh Allen? I said it, man. I think he's turning into a pumpkin. You know, some people said he's just not the same guy without Brian DeBowell. Obviously, that's not true. Obviously, it's Josh Allen, right? He's still what a top three, five quarterback in the NFL. I mean, 
you could probably even put him higher than that. But dude, he went out there and he looked like he was not prepared. Again, shout out to Sala and that defense because they really stepped up and, and made plays when they had to. But dude, weren't two of them right at Jordan Whitehead? Am I wrong? Yeah. No, you thought he had all three interceptions. Too. Oh, he, he had made, all three. Okay. He made two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He hit his career. He hit his season contract like incentive. The first. That's why you saw him on the sideline going like this because he was he got paid mid game, dude. Could you imagine? No, that's like a Madden. You start like the superstar mode. It's like career, like season goals, three interceptions, and this dude just comes right out in the first game and, and he ticks off all the boxes. So um, you couldn't have happened to a better person with uh, Josh Allen. There were times, though, when he was just playing, you know, he just looked lost. I mean, like, not the same guy, right? I mean, there was a time when I think he jumped over a fender and he looked like he was like a Magikarp out of water. And you're just like, dude, you're going to get hurt playing like that. You, I don't know. Um, not not too upset, though, that the Bills looked like they were in shambles a little bit yesterday. That That doesn't really hurt me too much. It's so crazy to think about this performance from Josh Allen because there are some scenarios where I want to say, hey, man, he's not thinking where he's throwing super deep a YOLO ball with pressure boiling on him and he he throws in a double coverage for the interception. But then there are scenarios where like he'll try to take off, but he'll flinch for like half a second and it just kind of derails the entire rhythm. And then there was one play I saw him running to the outside. He bounced it. And I kid you not, he was running parallel right next to the sideline. He cut back inside to get three yards in like the middle of the second quarter. I don't really know what's happening here, but it seems like Josh Allen can't rely on just his instincts anymore. We've heard him say like, hey, I don't want to get hit as much. But all of a sudden he's seeing like, hey, they know if they're covering my receivers, I still have to go out there. And then he completely forgets like I don't want to get hit. So it just seems like there's something off with Josh Allen. I don't know if there's maybe too much on his plate. I don't know if maybe... I'm not going to say he's figured out, but maybe there are some weaknesses you can pull on here that he can't really overcome as much. It's just something that's completely off because, man, this is going, this isn't just a one week thing. At the end of last season, he was even sputtering out of control then. I think I know what it is. It's the Madden curse, right? I mean, we all joke about it, but he's on the cover of Madden this year. So, I mean, it, it might make a little bit of sense, but I don't know if he's just overthinking things. You know, maybe he's too concerned about taking that next step with the Bills, right? I mean, it must be kind of hard when you sat there and kind of, I don't want to say maxed out, but I mean, the Bills, they need to take that next step. Anything short of a Super Bowl, I mean, I don't think anybody truly cares anymore, right? So um, maybe he's thinking about all that stuff, but he did not look the same. But again, week one, they're now have film on these guys. It's going to be a whole different story moving forward. But if you're a Bills fan and you came into the season uber confident, like they, I mean, we know they did. We know the analysts did too, right? Naming them as one of the, um, you know, favorites in the AFC that's not the case right now, in my opinion. So um, love to see it. Would like to see more of them struggling. And um, shout out to Zach Wilson for making some plays. I always joke about those visors and things like that. But when you look like a creative player in Madden, you got to be able to have success every now and then. Bro, there were some plays he looked like Fred Flintstone just running around the backfield 30 yards downfield. It was insane. That's like something I do against like a six-year-old in Madden, just trying to weave back and forth. And then you break their heart by going all the way back up the field. Um uh, what a just ugly, ugly quarterback battle between these two. And Josh, I'd love to get your thoughts. New England scored 20 points. The Jets scored 22, and they are now without Aaron Rodgers all year. Josh Allen, four turnovers. What? How do you feel knowing that we aren't necessarily scared of these offenses right now, but we do have three very, very good defensive head coaches in the league? Can you kind of take me through your feelings in terms of the atmosphere here, knowing that Miami's offense looks ready to go, but... 
Yeah, but we always hear defense wins championships, right? So we are in a division with some of the best, if not, you know, the, well, we got Vic Fangio. We need to see more yeah. of him. But yeah, I was going to say he's, a, he's up there too, man. But this is one of the better divisions, especially from a defensive standpoint, the coaching and staff. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I think that with the way Mike McDaniel's offense looked, they could truly go against any of these guys. So I don't know. I'm, I'm a little, a lot more confident now than I was heading into week one. Like I was a little bit hesitant even during the Chargers game, you know, as the Dolphins were driving downfield you see Tyree killing to a you know two to Tyreek over and over again I was still thinking that thing was going to spin out of control still had my doubts but right now I'm feeling pretty confident especially after what we saw from the rest of the AFC so um that'll change throughout the game probably the first play of the game right off the kickoff um Sunday night but yeah I'm, I'm pretty high on this Mike McDaniel Miami Dolphins team and this offense man I don't even know that we've seen truly the limit and when they can go with this I'm starting to think that is Mike McDaniel the X factor of this entire division all the, I'm not trying to compare any player right now, but you, there are some good quarterbacks. Tua, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers at the time. There are some great defensive minds. Miami got right in the mix there, adding Vic Bangio. So they're they're right up there with uh, the Sean McDermott's. I'm not going to put them with Bill Belichick with the six rings. But, man, I, I'm starting to think, I'm just looking at the landscape of this division. You try to identify what stands out about all these teams. No one else has a Mike McDaniel. This Bill's offense, man. The longest reception, it was a Gabe Davis 26-yard reception. His other completion, or Gabe Davis's other reception was eight yards. I tried to find a way to not say reception seven times there. It just didn't work. Then you keep looking at this. The long of 26. The next deepest pass, 18, 15, 13. Those are throws that sound like you have a defensive-minded head coach. I'm starting to get a little interested here about if we have some guys, maybe in Buffalo, hoping... For some mistake-free football, not gun it out downfield, even though they just got four mistakes from Josh Allen. Yeah, let's be honest. You know, back in the day, that those type of offenses with a strong defense like that would win those, you know, low-scoring games. But man, with the way Mike McDaniel's offense, I mean, they had what some turnover, two or through an interception. They had the fumble. He bobbled a snap. I mean, they made some ill-advised throws, and they still, you know, went out there and and just basically scored at will, right? Thirty-six points against the Chargers in that high-octane defense, uh, at least on paper. So. Um, I don't think the Dolphins should be scared of these um, other AFC's teams, but I'm going to have egg on my face next week after something happens. The Dolphins had two turnovers inside the five-yard line, and they still scored 36 points. The Jets and Bills combined to score 38 points. That's the state of the AFC's right now. Josh, I thought it was important to come on here, talk some stonks, how we're feeling. Let's wrap up. Do you feel, as of right now, as we sit here on September 12th, September 13th, when you're listening to this, are you ready to say, are the Miami Dolphins the favorite in the AFC East? Oh, I mean, I get people that say I'm jinxing the Dolphins because I said that 2 is 4-0 and against Bill Belichick, so I'm scared to answer this. So I'm going to say it does seem like that's the way the um, everything kind of shifted, right? Vegas and all that stuff. There aren't the odds now in Miami's favorite after last night, so... Um, I'm a homer. I was going to say yes either way, but I think Vegas kind of agrees, so we'll listen to what they're saying. Baby agrees as well. No ice, heavy on the YOLO. I'm going all in on this prediction. I do think they're the favorite right now. Man, everything can change Sunday night. Like When we say these predictions, like things, we completely understand that things change. Belichick could come out and have the best defensive game plan in, in history and everything is tossed on its head. But man, right now, I think you look at this division and it's hard to see anyone um, standing above Miami. 
Yeah, I mean, hell, you could probably even say maybe the AFC, right? I mean, maybe maybe I'll backpedal a little bit there, but we're get, we're getting up there, right? I mean, you see the power rankings, you see the way these national analysts are starting to shift. People are believing in the Miami Dolphins, and I think that's the only thing that has me a little bit scared. Dude, I no, I completely agree with you. Once everyone's on the bandwagon, that's when the wagon falls off the rails, it collapses, and somehow explodes at the end of all that. Coming up later today on this feed. Tune in to hear what Pro Football Focus had to think about Miami's win over the Chargers. I have a special guest for that one, so stay tuned. We will be back following then with Merrick for Wednesdays with Merrick, so we're excited for that. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another Dolphins podcast. We will talk to you next time, but until then, and most importantly, fins up. Fins up. Fins up.